The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's weekly PlayStation show covering all the latest and greatest in the world of PlayStation. And we've got some uh, big news of, of some PlayStation games going gold, some studios finally being acquired as they were announced months before, uh, and also the first big pl- new PlayStation Plus lineup that we're going to get into, uh, as well as some other discussions. But before we get to all of that, uh, first want to start off by introducing the panel. I'm joined this week by Jada Griffin. Hello, everybody. Hello, That's Jada. It's awesome to see you. I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. I took up smoking, you know, just <laughs> no, having a good time. No. Bingo. <laughs> I'm kidding. Do not smoke. I'm good. Normal voice. I just, uh, just you know, I don't know. I was trying something fun. I haven't been on in a while, and I wanted to start with a bang, and that was probably not the right way to start it. But whatever. Hello. I'm glad to be back. Hello. Per- perfect chaos to start the show. Um, I-, I was going to start off by saying uh, I'm very jealous because for any of our audio listeners who can't see, uh, Jada is wearing an awesome Sly Cooper shirt, which I'm very jealous of. Um, oh, yeah. I love this shirt. Other than that, uh, it's good to see you. It's been a while, but good to have you back yeah. on the show. Ditto. Uh, we're also joined this week by Mark Medina. Mark, hello. 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 Uh, Jada, I am a doctor and uh, smoking's mm. bad. Okay. I-, I know that because I went to doctor school. Um. So yeah, sure. just letting you know. Also, how many, I've, I've how nothing many days to... did it take you to get your degree? Like, like three and two quarters of a day. Oh well, yeah, I've been smoking that's... for like, like the square root of that. So like, <sighs> what's the that? Probably I'm a okay, doctor. Right? I don't know anything. I don't know math stuff. <laughs> okay, I don't. Okay, I only know how to doctor. Okay, uh, I have nothing to yell into my microphone about this week when it comes to TV shows and stuff. But I will say, I'm watching The Bear on Hulu. It's pretty good. I'm only four episodes in, but it's a very tense, very uh, dramatic show. All but, I've uh, all I've heard is yeah that I need it's, to watch The Bear. That's all I've well, heard. I, it's it's if, good. If you guys aren't going to do your our Apple TV shout out, then I'll do the Apple TV shout out because shout out because yeah. I'm watching Loot and I'm freaking I loving that Loot too. with Maya good. Rudolph and MJ Rod- Rodriguez and um, Ron Hunches, isn't it? Ron Hunches, Nate Faxon, a um, whole bunch of people in there. Um, Adam Scott from Severance. Mark, <sighs> you should be watching it. Adam Scott's I mean, in it. I've never even heard of it. What is it called? Loot? As loot. in like... L-O-O-T. In... Yes, like yeah. I picked up Not Loot in my video game. Not the instrument. Not the... Okay. Yeah. See, I was, um, you know. But it's yeah, not a it's, show. it's very interesting. It's a lot of fun. And I highly recommend it. Yeah, it comes never... from... 
uh, old Parks and Rec writers, uh, yep. I believe, oh. is, is the lineage. So it's it's a little bit in that vein, but a, a little bit of a different thing. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've only watched the first two episodes, I think, but I, I really enjoy it so far. Yeah, I'm waiting um, for I will watch. I will watch that after the bear. Well, the bear's only like four more episodes, so that's fair. That be it's a short season. Uh, but speaking of television, this is actually a great segue because before we get into games, uh, I do want to let you all know that there's going to be a, a lot of San Diego Comic Con stuff coming to IGN uh, next week, I believe. Uh, IGN's returning to San Diego Comic Con July 20th through July 24th, so be sure to tune in. We'll have a uh, live stream. You know, all the big things happening uh, on our live show. Friday and Saturday of that week, which is July 22nd and 23rd. Uh, a bunch of stuff will be happening streaming across all of our IGN platforms. You'll be able to see the latest on the biggest movies, TV shows, games, comics, and everything from that show. Uh, Comic-Con is one of those all-hands-on-deck sort of thing from IGN, so be sure to tune in, see all the awesome work happening from across the team, uh, and yeah, we'll remind you again next week before that all happens. Uh, but with that out of the way, let's get into some of the PlayStation stuff happening this week. Um, and, you know, there's been various bits of news since uh, the big news of last week that God of War finally has a release date. Um, but one of the things in the more immediate future for us to talk about is the fact that PlayStation Plus, the new revamped version of it, is getting its first sort of big monthly update. Uh, we knew this was coming to a certain extent uh, beyond the beyond the week, the monthly PlayStation Essential drop, which is still happening at the beginning of each month. That's where you get two or three games, no matter what tier you're at of PlayStation Plus. That's still happening every month. But this is for extra and premium tier members. So this is the PS4 and PS5 library if you're in that middle extra tier, and then the premium library, which also includes uh, older games as well. So the the big headliners, just to mention here, is, uh, of course, as we knew, Stray is launching into PlayStation Plus. So if you're an extra or a premium member, you're going to be getting Stray at launch. This is obviously, I think, one of the most anticipated indies uh, for PlayStation players that we've seen, uh, certainly on IGN. I think Looking back, the reveal trailer for this on IGN's YouTube channel did 4 million views, which is huge for a game of this scale, uh, and most games in general. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people are really, really looking forward to this one. It comes out next week. Uh, it's, I believe normally, because it's on uh, Steam for this price, it normally costs $30. So, you know, subscribe to a couple months of PlayStation Plus and you get Stray on top of the library. Uh Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a good one to launch into. Before we get into sort of uh, everything about the lineup, just want to mention the other big headliners. Uh, you also will get Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, which is the PS5 version, which comes with the uh, Eufy DLC ed- edition that was included. If you're on PS4, you do still get just a normal Final Fantasy VII Remake, so you're not left out of the picture. Uh, PS4 and PS5 players also get Marvel's Avengers. Uh, which is Marvel's Avengers, uh, we, which most recently I think got the Mighty Thor as a new playable mm-hmm. character. Uh, no. So that is the uh, another sort of Echo character that they've done, but uh, Jane Foster as Thor is in there. Uh, and then also the available dialogue. Really, they have the there's the whole like there's a whole like uh, it it made the rounds on online, but there's this whole line where uh, Captain America is talking to Jane Foster. And she's, he's like, I think the soldiers are afraid of you. They talk about, they want, like, about you stepping on them. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, right. uh, yeah, you know, the writers okay. are, they're trying. So. <laughs> they went for it. They went I, for I it. Mean- when they're not really doing like big cutscenes and things, I guess that's where you, you got to put those jokes. But yeah, uh, also on July 19th, uh, players will get, uh, this is part of that weird sort of like Ubisoft Plus is technically part of it or like Ubisoft Plus Classics. 
ignore that kind of marketing part of it. Essentially, if you're a PlayStation Plus Extra Premium subscriber, you also get Assassin's Creed Unity, Black Flag, Rogue Remastered, Freedom Cry, the Ezio Collection, which was the remastered collection of Ezio's three games, uh, and then additionally, Saints Row 4 Reelected, Saints Row Gat Out of Hell, Spirit of the North Enhanced Edition, Ice Age Scrat's Nutty Adventure, Jumanji the Video Looking Game, forward to that one. Paw mm-hmm. Patrol on a Roll, and Ready Set Heroes are all coming uh, as well. And then if you're a premium member, you get uh, from the PSP, No Heroes Allowed and Loco Roco Midnight Carnival. Um, so that is the first big, you know, refresh for PlayStation Plus. There's no mention, at least on this page, uh, and so I haven't seen it, if there are any games that will be leaving. Uh, hopefully not already after a month. I hope things don't leave that quickly. But uh, that's the big sort of roundup for what PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium members will get. Um, obviously, I think the addition of Stray going into it at launch is great. I think we've all said this on the show before, but I think knowing that first-party games won't be part of the lineup at launch, they need to find a way to get third parties and indies to launch into PS Plus if they want this to be a competitive subscription service. I think we all kind of are still on that page, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like you have those indies that almost become first-party for that platform, right? Like we saw it with Tunic earlier. Um, I I remember somebody in our comments a while back... um, and unlock said something about like hey you guys forgot to mention that like tunic was a first party game and it's like no tunic's not a first party game but it gets <laughs> yeah. so married to that console and it comes day one to game pass and that's kind of what you're seeing with stray it's like stray is annapurna you know that's not first party and stuff like that they're they're the publisher not not a developer but it's like it's so it was revealed at a playstation show it's been shown at playstation shows and now it's coming with their service it kind of like makes sense you're finally kind of seeing that like okay i do see how this could be a competitor you know like again like you said it's not going to get the first party titles but games that like stray aren't first party but they become like headcanon first party hitting the service day one is like a very good thing i actually didn't even know stray was hitting service day one so i i think people are going to be very happy to be able to play the game. And like you said, if you were going to spend $30 on the game and you didn't have the extra tier, maybe you could just subscribe to that. Obviously, it means you have to keep that subscription up to be able to play the game forever. You don't own it, but, you know, a a smaller indie like this, maybe... uh, You can do it a month. You can do it in a month and you won't need to own the game. So it's up to you. Yep. Plus they have like the there's like little buttons if you don't if you aren't subscribed to the extra and premium on your PlayStation in that section, there's like an upgrade for this amount. And it'll tell you, I think I was looking at my partner's account who didn't upgrade um, and it was like 32 bucks or something, I think, for him to upgrade the rest of his subscription for it, which was pretty cool um, for the also, year. I think so. Yeah, that sounds better. Right. Uh, um. But uh, well, was, I think it was by based on whatever time he had left on his subscription. I think his subscription mm. lapses in October, November, because we usually renew him around the holiday when all the sales go on the PS Pluses mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, I think um, they're doing prorated rates for that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But I did realize that. Uh, so I have the the premium for like the next three years or whatever. Mm-hmm. I download I whatever I downloaded on my account onto his PlayStation, he was still able to play because my account is set on his PlayStation, which works with the PS4 and the PS1 classics and PS5 Mm. games, but did not work PS3 streaming. So 
if you're a two PlayStation household like I am, <laughs> you only really need the one. This uh, this B-roll has way too much spoilers. I can't I can't look at it. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like it. Um, red just immediately. Oh, I th- it just went to black. I thought red just immediately shut it off. Um, I think that's from a, a recent uh, gameplay showcase. But yeah, um, it's all out there in fair game. Uh, no, 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 not knock, not knocking the trailer or, or our producer's right to play it. But I'm like in a game where I'm like kind of going in fresh. I'm like, man, I'm seeing like a lot of stuff I didn't, <laughs> I hadn't seen before. I'm not one of those people that watches every single little trailer that that has like come out. You know, if I'm in, I'm in usually. And so um, I remember that happened recently. I don't remember what it was, but there was a game that I saw a trailer and I was like, oh, for uh, everything everywhere all at once. It was it was on this podcast when I saw the hot that dog game. fingers and yeah. I was like they spoiled that in a trailer man I'm super glad I never watched trailers for that movie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that is a thing that I've definitely stepped away from as I've not been part of our news team obviously keeping up with things for the show and whatnot but when I don't have to watch stuff I have very much moved away from it because I like to go in as fresh as possible but um yeah having stray there I think day one is going to be a big deal for a lot of people especially knowing how much excitement there is around cat game and the hopes of cat game so I hope stray uh, ends up being what everyone wants it to be but mm-hmm. uh, I think you know, FF7 Remake Integrate is also a really great addition. I know FF7 Remake originally was on PS Plus a few months back, so obviously if you missed that then, and there were also some weirdness about the upgrading uh, process of that from PS4 to PS5 with that version of it. Uh, to get Remake Integrate, like, if you didn't play that game yet, play that game. My, mm-hmm. my, my ah, it's so good. I think about it more and more as time goes on of how much I love FF7 Remake. Um, I, cannot very wait good. For re- I cannot wait for Rebirth. Rebirth is going to be like so good i, I just have mm. a feeling like it's they're just gonna scale it up it's just gonna like it's gonna be one of those sequels that just really hits all the bars and just keeps keeps moving forward yeah i and, and knowing that we're in for a trilogy like that they have the scope of the whole project in view now they originally apparently were thinking of it as just the duology but then they did rebirth and realized like oh no we we need the the third game so it's good that they have that settled it's uh yeah, and if you're playing just the normal version on PS4, like you're still in for a beautiful game, a yep. excellent combat system. Like it's really, really worth playing. Uh, I've never again, played the PS5 version. I've only played the PS4 version. It looks so much better. Yeah. Like it's it's not like it's not like night and day, but you can definitely see the differences between the PS4 and PS5. It, well, the PS4 version was just like it was so pretty. I know, I know, this mm-hmm. one's got like 60 FPS, so that's like definitely worth it but i played so much on ps4 pro that like i didn't feel the need to come back but i probably will when it gets closer to rebirth which is still a year and a half away so the eventually. <laughs> the yuffie dlc is great it also has one of my favorite like in-game mini games of the last few years um for condor it's really fun to play but uh i i think yeah like to jada's point playing the ps5 version and and seeing how pretty it was and like knowing how pretty the original version already was on like ps4 pro and everything it on PS5 feels like a game that was built for PS5 at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it stands toe-to-toe with a lot of, you know, maybe not the highest of the high PS5 stuff, but I think it's pretty still high up there as one of the prettiest games on the system. Like, it is gorgeous. And you could, you, you'd be forgiven, I think, for thinking it was developed natively for it, so. That's kind of how I feel about, like, Death Stranding Director's Cut. I'm like, I forgot that this was a PS4 game. This feels like a PS5 game. Like, it runs great. It looks gorgeous. I forget that this was ever a PS4 game, but it was. Yeah. Uh This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. 
Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, let's hear them talk about it. Shows that are so bad they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing, I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and then, of course, Marvel's Avengers it was also the another one of the headliners. Um, this was on PS Now, I believe, for a little while before that service closed. Mm-hmm. I, I think like if you want to jump into that game, my recommendation would be to play the campaign. I do think there's a lot of great mm-hmm. story stuff within the campaign. I think the depiction of Kamala, especially if you've been watching and loving Ms. Marvel, which is one of the best MCU shows by far for me. Um, mm-hmm. If you've enjoyed that. Kamala's story and I think the way things go in that campaign is really really great save for the levels that you can tell were clearly made for the multiplayer like endgame stuff oh my gosh the authored like single player stuff it's like oh this is the game that could have been is is what you get out of it Um, it's like whiplash yeah it's like you're playing as just at the beginning you're playing as Kamala Khan with uh uh Bruce Banner and it's like this like narrative driven level and then it's like the next level it's like you're in this ice place just like jumping on platforms and like you have no idea why you're even there and you're like oh this was like 
this you're looking was for a start. Together. You're looking for an Avengers base. You're looking for a shield base. I know, but it's mm-hmm. like it's the most live service like level ever. Oh, it's I know. Like, it definitely. It's like I'm not... so. It's just you go from this like <laughs> Last of Us style, like they're like walking and talking and stuff like that, and it becomes yep. a little actiony. But for the most part, they're like walking and talking, and then like you you get into the interiors, and you're you're still just like trying to figure things out, and then it's like now you're on this giant open field looking for a beacon. <laughs> you're like, oh man! But the game is very good. It also, has very good music. A lot of a lot of mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. get a lot of uh, hype for how good the music is in that game. Uh, in the single player, well, I guess you know, it's, in the multiplayer. It's, it was crazy going into Avengers. I I put probably I don't know a couple hundred hours into Avengers. Like I really grinded for like max gear and stuff early into its lifespan with a couple of friends. Um, and I was I went into it and I was like I was like, you know, I don't know a whole lot about Miss Marvel, but like mm-hmm. I I kind of I understand her powers. I'm not really super like interested. I don't think she's gonna be like my main character. I was planning on you know probably meaning Iron Man or um or widow or something like that. And I ended up loving Kamala to where she became one of my main staples in the cast. Mm. Like she's just so strong in the game and she has a lot of great utility. She's a really fun character to play. And I think they really nailed the essence of her character as of now, like watching the show, reading the comics, like I'm really getting um, engrossed in her as a character, as a part of the Marvel team um, or lineup, I should say. And uh, yeah, she's, it's excellent. Totally worth a playthrough especially if you've already got the service, grab a couple friends. You can play through most of the campaign missions together with friends. There's a couple that are weird, like single player missions, but most of them mm. you can play co-op with friends. But, no, yeah. Jada, those are not the weird ones. Those are the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, well, no, those are the best levels. Yes. The single player <laughs> ones are some of the best ones, but also there, it's just kind of weird how friends, it, yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird how it, it jumps like, Hey, this one's single player only. This one's multiplayer. This one's not this. It's so, uh, but I like it. It's a great game um, for the, the campaign. Show's, the show's over, right? I show finally aired so, last night. Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers. Okay. I have not watched. Uh, I've not only either. I've only watched <laughs> the first episode, uh, and <laughs> I liked it. But it was the only one that was available at the time. And then I was like, mm, I think I'm just going to wait for this to be done, and then I'll just watch it all. Well, now Honestly, it I, 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 I can't wait to re-binge it like, and re-watch it all because it's really good moment to moment. And they have a lot of really cool visual effects that they've done in it, especially with like the texts. Like it's got hands down, whoever the VFX designer is for the text bubbles in that show, like mm. needs an award, a raise, a promotion. They need all that because whoever came up with that idea for how they did the text bubbles for conversations, like that's how all conversations over phone should be in shows going forward. <laughs> I, ass- I assume it eventually goes somewhere. Because I, I watched the first episode and I was like, okay, she like like kind of gets her powers. But we can't spoil no, it for you. There's no villains or anything, and I, <laughs> yes, I remember Mark, just getting it, does, it done. And I was like, yes, Mark. I was like, where's this going? Does, it, the show does does go somewhere. It does have five hours it, more con- uh, of content. Yes, got it. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Marvel's <laughs> Avengers is on there and uh, worth a playthrough for the campaign. But I think a lot of the criticisms of its long-standing tale still hold. So you know, go in maybe not expecting that you'll get hundreds of hours, or maybe you will enjoy it enough to. Uh, I I certainly know several people at least who have. Uh, but yeah, really great combat system. I just don't think it got the post support it needed. Uh, but anyway, I, I think, you know, there's there's a good lineup here for a, a first go 
especially if you like Assassin's Creed uh, and, and miss sort of the old flavor or missed a couple of those games. There's some good stuff there. <laughs> if you want to play the pre- if you want to play the prequel to Skull and Bones, I, basically. <laughs> I mean, hey, Black Flag's great, but I think the the problem here is the problem that was still at launch, which is the premium tier. If you're subscribed to that extra tier, if you're paying that extra money every month, you get two PSP games this month as extra. And I think, you know, the premium classics tier was already lacking at launch. And this doesn't instill a huge vote of confidence in me that every month is going to get, you know, a good grouping of PS1, PSP, PS2, and PS3 games. Um, Jade, I don't know about you, but at least for me, like, seeing just two PSP games kind of was like, oh, is that, is that what we're getting every month? Obviously, you know, we'll have to see, but... Yeah, I really hope this is just them kind of like adjusting to this new cadence, because like we said, it's the first drop of these. I really hope it's just kind of like they're testing it out to make sure everything is going to work properly with dropping these new titles before, especially with these PSP titles that, you know, haven't been on playable since the PSP or the PS3 generation. Um, So I, I can understand them not wanting to go super big on the first outing because if you drop 20 titles and you know five of them don't work properly that's what people are going to remember um if you drop you know two titles that are working perfectly and are fun you know it may not get as much buzz but hopefully um the system is now tested and ready to go for future months um i definitely am looking forward to some more of that classic stuff i've already like platinumed both ape escape and siphon filter so i'm looking forward to like going through and getting more platinum trophies on some of the classic stuff that they add trophy support to yeah I, 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 go ahead mark i was just gonna say I, w- I would argue that what they're doing right now is is not great because all it's doing is is showing people why you should not pay the extra money for that service like i i have yet to use that service because i kind of scrolled through it and i was like whatever i don't really care about any of these um and then i and then and then seeing like yeah the two games added i was like why did i even like stress about paying for that portion of the service like it seems like you'd probably be fine with extra for the most part like unless you really want to go back and play these but i guess that was kind of the point of the service i don't know it just seems a little it, i i feel like it is yet to prove in its worth it doesn't seem worth it to me right now yeah, and we, we know that PlayStation is hiring for, it seems like, quite a few more roles that look back at, like, whether it's game preservation or being able to play things on, on modern consoles, that seems to be things that they're hiring for in, in some degree, so it's possible they just weren't prepped enough for this at, at the start, but yeah, I, I don't think premium has justified itself just yet. Um, You know, game trials is a good thing as a idea i again think it should mm-hmm. still be on a lower tier i think it is wild that the thing to incite you to spend money is locked behind spending the most money um <laughs> and you know it's cool like we know that next month you know speaking of games that aren't launching in at least as of now roller drone which looks really cool from uh roll seven the ali ali world devs uh isn't launching into ps plus but will have a game trial and i believe a discount for ps plus subscribers so it's like there are some cool added benefits there but i also think that's a game that could have hugely benefited from as many people as possible probably getting a chance to play even a half hour of that game just to because mm. it's such a like Ollie Ollie World, it seems to be a game, you know, from the gameplay trailers we've seen, it seems to be a game that is very based on the tactile feel of playing through a level and the combination of skating and shooting that's in there that seems really cool. But that's not something that I think maybe someone would want to take a risk on. They may want to be able to play 20 minutes and having a game trial for everyone to try would 
be kind of better in my opinion i don't know it's i think still a lot needs to be figured out i do still think like we were talking before the show the extra tier is the way to go i think right now i i never really thought about the irony of the fact that the point of a game trial is to get you to buy the game yeah game trials are locked behind the most expensive tier like those should just be free like they're they're literally there as advertisements that's insane i mean i guess uh, game trials are always a double-edged sword right you can you you play a game trial and you think okay i need to buy this game or you play a game trial and you think okay this is i've had my fill that's enough Mm -hmm. and and instead of just paying the money for it right so i don't know that's that's such a weird i forgot that there was game trials even on there because it's it's such a weird thing to me I haven't downloaded a single one yet. Like it just hasn't. Most of the ones that are up there for trials is like I either already own or mm-hmm. I don't have any interest in. So I don't know. No. I think also a little bit better variety in what the trials is. But obviously, you know, we're still only one month into the service. So yeah, um, we we definitely need to see how it grows. I think for sure. Like we did uh, alongside the release date announcement for Valkyrie Elysium, which is coming to PS4 and PS5 in September. We learned that Valkyrie Profile Lenith, which is the PSP port of the, the original Valkyrie Profile, is coming uh, to PlayStation. Like you'll be able to buy it separately on its own, but will also be a pre-order bonus for people who buy Valkyrie Elysium. But I'm not sure if it's coming to uh ps plus just yet i would assume if it, if it's a psp game they were releasing but you know we're, we're seeing at least months ahead of release that they're going to be putting more psp games on so it's clearly something that is being thought through is a possibility for things i just hope we see more of a cadence i think like the people who i don't know about either of you but at least in my mind the people who buy the premium tier to get all of that classic stuff are the most dedicated playstation players and like they, they want to be able to dip into that nostalgia. And if it's not there, they're not going to pay that money, I would think. Yeah, I definitely think it's a problem just with myself. Like I've said many times sure. on the show that I don't really have an interest in going back and playing, uh, you know, some of these PS1 games that, you know, whatever. Um, so to to then log into the service and see a bunch of PS1 games that I've already said that I have no interest in playing and then being disappointed by it, I guess is like kind of silly when you think it's not for you but like like, yeah jada you were saying for me you you've already platinumed the the big ones at least from like sony first party that you're looking forward to are you using many of the other classic games right now or is that kind of taking a back seat for you it's kind of taking a back seat honestly i've kind of um i haven't been playing a lot on my playstation i did finish world ends with you finally over the weekend i know we're probably gonna talk about games we're playing i finished that over the weekend last weekend at level one um that was crazy uh, there was one fight at the end where like it literally would one shot me so i had to dodge or <laughs> get out of the attack which was fun um but yeah no it's uh it's kind of taking a back seat i'm kind of waiting for the library to build up um i'm kind of eyeballing stuff to prep for my end of the year trophy run um and seeing what's going to make that so hopefully you know we got four four or five more months of drops um for that to build up for me and i'm i'm, re- I'm excited to kind of sprint through those Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully we get a few more of those. I'd love if we got one or two PlayStation classics a month that got trophy support added to it. Uh, even if it's just like one a month, just to kind of help, uh, add to that library, it'd be really cool. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it continues to go. I did want to note, shout out to Wario 64 who tweeted, uh, that for some reason, uh, PlayStation Italy is getting a lot more classic games. Uh, I don't know if this is happening in other territories, 
But PlayStation Italy is also getting Dino Crisis, Ridge Racer 2, Soul Calibur, Broken Destiny, uh, and, and the other two PSP games as part of uh, the lineup. I mean, I, I don't know if Ridge Racer was part of our lineup. But Ridge no. Racer? I don't, think, I don't think so. I don't remember seeing it in there. But I yeah. mean, Dino Crisis alone is like a big get because people are so hungry for Dino Crisis to make a comeback. Yeah. Um, getting a chance to replay it as part of the service, that would be a, a big thing for a lot of capcom fans yeah assuming it is fans. <laughs> i mean how many of those can exist because you can't do that for real um and you shouldn't because they're wonderful creatures but um uh, haven't we all learned from jurassic park anyway uh i yeah i think that hopefully means we get it at some point in america maybe it's just a a rights issue and it'll come to other territories and they're just trying to figure mm. that stuff out but uh yeah the the premium tier i think is still up for debate and we'll have to see what the months forward look like but for now extra tier seems like the way to go especially if you held back and want to see how the service was shaping up for the first month or two uh if you're out there and using extra or premium tiers please let us know how you're feeling about them we want to read more impressions on the show right into beyond at ign.com and we'll we'll read some of those in the coming weeks but um moving on from that mark i know you're not as excited as looking back maybe you're excited to look forward because Haven was finally acquired. Uh, Haven oh. Studios, well, we still don't know anything about their game, though. Uh, nope. For those who don't uh, remember, Haven Studios is the uh, company opened by Jade Raymond that initially started a partnership with PlayStation Studios to make an exclusive game. Uh, they were just acquired then shortly after by PlayStation. They basically were like, hey, we like what you're doing so much. We're just going to acquire you. Uh, that acquisition essentially is closed. It It is official. They are officially a PlayStation first party studio now. Uh, we didn't get a whole lot of new news about their game. We know it's some sort of live service multiplayer, uh, probably social game mm-hmm. to, to some extent. Uh, but we did know that Mark Cerny has been collaborating with them and, and interested in what they're working on because they're really focused on cloud development as a thing. They're a studio kind of based on the idea of being in the cloud. And so they are looking to kind of advance Sony stuff. Uh, there was a interview with gamesindustry.biz kind of about the future of the studio to the point where they were like, we can't tell you about all the exciting tech that we're working on, but it's going to kind of change everything that we do. We'll see. I I, I I find the case of Haven really interesting because I wonder how far out this game actually is, but it must have been far enough along that PlayStation liked what they were doing to acquire them. But yeah, well, and when you get, you know, Rockstar Mark Cerny creator of Knack on the team, you know, that's, that's when you just, that's when, you know, no, I love, I love Mark Cerny and uh, I, I'm sure they are very excited to have him there, kind of interested in what they're working on. But it's like you said, when I read the press release, I don't, I don't remember exactly what line was it, or, or not our press, the, the, our write up of it. Um, it, it, it weirdly gave me like dreams vibes, which dreams ended up becoming kind of a hit, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not this thing that people are constantly playing, and, and I've yet to play a dreams game more than like ten minutes, but. People do love it because it does spark that um, curiosity about game making and people have made some like insane things from it. And so I'm not saying that this is that, but I, I there was a line in there somewhere. I can't remember where it was and I don't want to like be on my computer trying to figure it out. But uh, <laughs> um, but it, it there's something about it where it's like something about user created stuff. Maybe it was just the cloud stuff, but it, it kind of gave me like dreams vibes where it's like we know that they're making a lot of live service games. And so I don't know. I'm interested to see what it is. Not everything can be this like super narrative driven single player game. 
I, I get that they want to like try to do new things. So I'm choosing to be optimistic about it, but also, yeah, we don't know anything about it. So I'm, I've yet to be excited that, uh, that Sony owns Haven. I'm like, all right, cool. That <laughs> means almost nothing to me. <laughs> it's good. The deal is closed, but yeah, I think we're yep. at least yep. a couple years out from seeing yep. it. Um, but, but to your point, I just, just did just want to mention, yeah, I think something we obviously don't talk about dreams day to day on here or week to week, mm-hmm. but, uh, media molecule has done a phenomenal job of maintaining that base, celebrating that community, involving them in things, you know, they continue to do yearly events with them, whether it's award shows or, um, like showcases, I forget the exact name of the con that they put on, but they do, I think dreams con, unless I'm blanking. Dream con. That sounds good to me. Um, I like it. And, and shout out to uh, Jen Simpkins, who does editorial for Media Molecule and basically helps to continue really spotlighting and showing all the awesome work that happens from, from you know, on the studio side of, of the fan base. I think they've done such a good job of fostering that community and keeping it going that Dreams, I don't think ever was going to be, you know, like the 50 million selling copy game or, or game creation sweep, but a game that was driven by a very dedicated community that can get people interested by surfacing the very the coolest stuff mm-hmm. um, and they've done a good job of that but I, just real quick i yes. I, I found the article yeah okay i was correct <laughs> it says the studio is working on a new live service game featuring social elements and user generated content so the, that's why i got dreams vibes because that's exactly what dreams is so well, and, um uh, it, go ahead go ahead i i was just so like yeah that's that's kind of you know i know that there are you know roblox is huge um but it's like it's so intimidating to a lot of people myself included like when people say like do you play roblox i'm like i don't even know what that means right like is roblox a game or is it just user created game? i don't know and then there's like rec room and stuff like that so it, it wouldn't surprise me that they're trying to like break into that market that is is um you know where people can like live in a game basically like you don't need to play a bunch of different games you only need this game so interested to see what it is though um you saying that immediately in my head i went oh god mark is going to get clipped out talking about roblox and it's going to be like old man doesn't know what roblox is i don't i 100 (laughs) percent I 100% don't know what it is, and at this point, uh-huh. I'm too afraid to ask. Uh, on Fair GameScoop enough. last week, I, I legit said the words, I don't care about video games, and Justin was like, they're going to clip that. <laughs> they're going to put that on there. So, Jada, we don't even need to do anything. He just he serves himself up. I, I dig my I, own I, graves. <laughs> it's ex- exactly why I'm just sitting here quiet, looking pretty, and just enjoying. I like if I had a snack, I'd be eating. A, if I had popcorn, I'd be just, just eating, eating popcorn. Just you know. seat, I'd be yeah. literally the Michael Jackson meme, just sitting there eating popcorn, just <laughs> just watching Mark dig his grave. The moment the industry turned on Mark Medina, it's happened before. It'll happen. Again. Yeah, I was like that moment's long past, my friend. Um, anyway. Yeah, we'll we'll see what Haven's up to eventually. I hope someday, you know, I, I've talked to a few friends about this over the last couple of weeks. It is incredible how little we know about the future of PlayStation games right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, beyond Insomniac and uh, Naughty Dog and, and, of course, God of War. It's really a general, you know, unannounced mystery. We can infer a lot and assume a lot, but there's so many question marks that hopefully we start to get some answers about these things in, in the coming months and years. But uh, moving on from there, one of the uh, least... Uh, question mark games I think is uh, The Last of Us Remake at, at the very least we we kind of know what The Last of Us 1 is originally uh, we're, we're still waiting to see I think gameplay changes and things of that uh, but The Last of Us Part 1 has gone gold Naughty Dog announced uh, earlier this week so the the 
you know, main work of getting that game together in the the published state that it will be on disc and things uh, is there and it's ready to go uh, ahead of the early September launch for that game. Um, you know, we've con- continued to see a trickle of, of gifts or some changes of things when it comes to the visual side of it. Um, Jada, just from your end, just because it's been a couple weeks, uh, yeah. is there anything before launch of this that you're really hoping we get to see a sense of from from the remake work that they've done? Uh, I mean, I just want to see some of the systems that we got in Last of Us 2 and how those are implemented in one, because there are some changes and differences between the two, obviously. Um, I think that's a really big thing for me. Like, I I know what we're getting. We're getting, mm-hmm. you know, Last of Us 1, great story, great gameplay, just improved with the even better gameplay of Last of Us 2. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's not one that I'm ex- ex- very excited about, to be honest. Like, I'm probably going to replay it again for the like fifth time but i'm not it's not one of those ones like oh i can't wait for last of us like i'm gonna pre-order like it's just not one of those games for me because i could literally go play it right now just not as an improved version that it's gonna be but yeah i'm i'm excited but not excited i guess i don't know i'm I'm whelmed i'm very whelmed (laughs) by this (laughs) no i mean i think it's not under or over just just whelmed whelmed. i think that's speaks to the the audience to a certain extent that we've seen at least on IGN. I think some people are hoping to see more of what it is. I, you know, before launch, I love that game so much, but I have not played the first game since probably 2015 or 16 when I did a replay sometime around then. Like I purposely didn't immediately play it before my Tlu uh part 2 review. And so it's been a while for me, so I'm very excited to go back to it especially to see the improvements that they've made on a mechanical level uh, and seeing what they're able to do there and knowing that they, you know, redid all of that stuff for this game and, and seeing how far that goes. But I think, you know, to a certain extent, I really do think the audience for this game at the end of the day is it is a future proofing for the audience rather than the mm-hmm. audience that has all played The Last of Us. I think they probably know especially seeing the conversations online, like not everyone who has played The Last of Us is going to immediately go for this one. But, you know, I I tweeted about it when it went gold and I had several people go, I have never gotten to play the original game, so I can't wait to go play it. And they're waiting for this remake to go play it rather than just play the original. So I think that audience is there. The audience who will be interested in the TV show, which is coming in early 2023. I think this is a like getting things up to parody sort of goal for them especially as like the last of us becomes a bigger franchise for them my my biggest question is just like when do we get a a part two ps5 patch or like version director's cut because i really want that (laughs) the patches the not not the patch i I meant like you want like that you want a death stranding upgrade exactly yeah yeah that's what i mean not just fps uh i'm I'm curious if we're gonna get the like the old school factions multiplayer as a part of this, if that's going to be included, I don't know if they've talked about it. Or they've not. confirmed it's just the loop. single player version. Just the single player. Okay. Yeah, because I was out of the loop on that one. And and I I've seen a lot of frustration over that when it comes to the price. My my initial reactions were like, man, I wish all of you had talked about factions earlier because I was such a fan of it and felt like no one played it. Um, yeah. But two, it's very clear that their focus on a multiplayer system is what's coming in the Last of Us standalone multiplayer. And they probably did not want to have to put all those resources into a limited multiplayer mode versus what is clearly a like all big, you know, major production for that multiplayer game. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's sense. where that trade off happened. But. Yeah, I I'm exactly like Jada when it comes to like the excitement of this game. I think we talked about this last week. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just very much like cool. Uh, I I think I'm gonna see if it hooks me. Like I've played this game several times, and I did play it right before Last of Us Two, so um, 
I, I, I think I'll play the first like maybe hour because I'll have to probably for work and I'll I'll see what my gut feeling is as if I care to to keep playing through it. Uh probably won't, but we'll see. I do find the seventy dollar price tag very high for this, but mm-hmm. I mean they're putting a lot of work into it. That's that's what a, a few of the devs have said that this is like one of the most like like biggest projects they feel like they've ever done so it's like it's definitely like i'm not saying it's not worth it it's man that is it is a lot for a game that's been released and then re-released um already um and then now just being remade but uh yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about last of us bar one i uh, we'll see well we'll only have a month and a half or so before we probably will get to talk about it and play about it because it'll be oh it's early September soon. <laughs> but something, yeah, something I did find kind of weird is, um, so The Last of Us Part 1, I'm interested on how many people, th- this is this is a question for the comment, so, so leave me a comment. How many people have not played Last of Us, but were able to seek out and secure a PS5? That That's the, I, f- I don't know how much that, like... Yeah you know how much the you know you're 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 a big enough playstation fan to to get a ps5 but you haven't played last of us i don't mean that is how that sounds that sounds bad it it just means i'm just curious what that like intersection is you're wondering how ps5 yeah how a playstation fan hasn't experienced it yet is i think what you're saying but i don't and i don't mean that in a bad way i'm i'm the i'm the one person on this podcast that has like missed the boat on a ton of playstation stuff (laughs) i'm just i'm just purely curious have you ever not played last of us but own a ps5 to be able to play this game uh i'm just wondering how many i'm wondering what percentage of people out of 100 percent are just replaying it because they love this game and they want to see it on PS5 or genuinely playing it for the first time. Um, it's a, it's an interesting comment question. So, and so I, let us know. I think we'll be able to get a hundred percent of PS5 players to tell us. So uh, yeah, hopefully oh, def- we get the definitely, math right. Definitely. Um, I mean, to, to that point, my only other thought would just be because of the hype around the PS5 and, and excitement for it. I do wonder how many people went to get a PS5 regardless of what they owned previously because they've heard about the scarcity. It's so in demand. It's one of those things that maybe they owned an Xbox or maybe they owned a a Switch for the last few years and didn't own a PS4. Or our newer players. There are a lot of younger players also Mm -hmm. who just weren't around at that time but do now get newer consoles. We're old, Mark. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I mean, because... I mean, I I played Infamous Second Son without playing the first two because I didn't have a PS3, like until i didn't have a ps3 and, and and this is spoiling a future topic we want to do but i didn't have a ps3 until last of us came out i legit like i i didn't have a ps3 and i really wanted to play beyond two souls and last of us and that's what made me go get a ps3 so um so 2013 so the, i know they exist because i was one of them <laughs> so yeah just curious yeah uh well if anyone who has that perspective please let us know in the comments yeah i'd be very curious to hear that as well but uh, yeah, we'll hopefully, you know, have more to talk about. I assume they'll show a little bit more of, of T-Loo part one before it comes out. And then, of course, it'll be September. And we'll, we'll before we know it, be talking about actually playing it. Um, moving on from there, just to mention some other quick news. If you didn't see it, uh, PlayStation, as they do occasionally, released a lineup of indies uh, announcements sort of that are coming to PlayStation, either known or reveals or release dates. Uh, among them, of course, I want to shout out the biggest one that I'm most excited about, which is Inscription, uh, which was previously only on PC. Uh, one 
don't as much as you know there's a blog post and you can go read that or watch a trailer just don't just don't look at anything and just go play inscription when it comes out there was no release date i believe but just go play inscription yeah just, going into go into it blind it's really good and it, it going into it blind is it's one of those games where going into it blind makes the experience so much better do yeah. you have any recommendations for someone who's about to record a devs react to speed runs with them like next week get ronnie to but do have it never played the game oh pass the buck yep i exactly. love it <laughs> um, i love it also highlighted throughout it were cursed to golf which is coming in august uh the tomorrow children's re-release uh that was a game that had uh sort of a very public like uh figuring out the rights the ownership of things playstation had originally published it it was it was delisted for a long time uh, the devs got the rights back and have been working on republishing it with a sort of revamped edition of it. Uh, Signalis was also shown. Uh, Shkim or Shim? I don't know. But uh, that's, that's the a very shadow cool, one, right? Yeah, the shadow puzzle game, which looks very, <clears throat> very cool coming next year. Uh, sea of Stars, which is set in the universe of The Messenger, but is like an old school SNES RPG style game rather than a 2D side scroller action game uh, that a lot of people are very excited for. And then I think the one coming in most recent. Uh, or coming the soonest is cult of the lamb which we've seen a little bit of before but that one's coming in august uh right before curse to golf which also is coming in august uh basically you know like we've talked about on the show the rollout of big releases has definitely slowed down especially this summer more than anything uh really cool looking indies coming out if i don't know if anyone else did but i played the demo of cult of the lamb on uh steam earlier this uh in june i think it was i don't know how time works but uh that was really fun I did not. June but generally I played the, is earlier I, in the year. Yes. 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 That is true. <laughs> I played the Curse to Golf demo. Oh, okay. like part of that same same Steam. I think it was like Summer Game Fest stuff. It was fun. Yeah. It's it was a little too chatty. Um, oh, for a game that I'm like I just want to play. But uh, yeah. Uh, also, there was like a bug on the second level, and it was making it where I, I couldn't finish. But it was a demo, so it was fine. And I probably could have like reshut the game off, but I was like, okay, I I'm in. This is cool. Cool. Also really like Chew High Labs, so I'm in. <laughs> yes, true. Uh, did anything from that lineup stick out to you, Jada? Uh, obviously, you know, Sea of Stars I, is my big one. That's the big yeah. one I can't wait for. I'm I'm really looking for that good old 16-bit uh, RPG goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one I know is like a big one for our audience. I think there was hope that it would hit this year, but unfortunately isn't. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to play that one as well. It looks gorgeous, just like the artwork. Oh, this does look that does look at it. It's not 16 bit, but 16 bit mm -hmm. era. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely of that. Oh, like 2.5D. Yeah. Oh, it, looks very, it looks like Chrono Trigger. Wow. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah, it's very, very Chrono Trigger vibes. So yeah. I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, that one's yeah. heavily inspired and a clear homage to that era. Uh, really, really excited to play it at some point. And wild that the studio was just like, yeah, we made an awesome 2D action game. What if we did something completely different? Um, and it's really cool to see what they're putting together. But yeah, check out all of that information we had on IGN, uh, trailers and everything also on the PlayStation blog. A lot of really cool smaller games coming up that if you're looking to, um, if you're someone who sticks primarily to big AAA stuff, a lot of very cool, unique uh, opportunities coming this year and next year. So yeah, keep an eye on those as we go forward. Um, moving on from there, and just to wrap up on the news of things, some other release dates came out in between this week and last week. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier, uh, I think we missed it even last week, but Valkyrie Elysium is coming on September 29th. That is a PlayStation console exclusive, I believe. Uh, and as I mentioned, Valkyrie Profile Lenith will be released alongside it as a port. 
the Dia Field Chronicle, the Dia Field Chronicle, whatever it is, that strategy RPG that was also revealed at the same state of play Valkyrie Elysium was, is coming September 22nd. Uh, that one is multi-platform. Uh, and then Skull and Bones is coming on November 8th, which is the day Best before. Day to lunch. We, we have Best 24 lunch. hours to yeah. play all of Skull and Bones. Which doesn't have a campaign, so uh, all of it will be impossible. But yeah, uh, unfortunate timing probably uh, after the re-reveal for that one. But uh, yeah, that'll be, you know, your two choices that week, I guess, very different. You know, if you're you're torn between, you're probably a specific type of player if you're going for Skull of Bones or you're going for God of War Ragnarok. (laughs) You want to be a a pirate live service kind of guy or do you want to play as a bald man with a boy? I've got it. Which I'm is, gonna play both. Is, that's the back gonna, of the box for God of War I'm gonna Ragnarok. Pl- I'm gonna play both copy. at the same time. I'm gonna have God of War Ragnarok going on my TV, and yeah. then I'm gonna have on my partner's TV right next to me on his PlayStation Skull and Bones, and I'll play it with my feet because I think I'll be able to get away <laughs> with that on Skull and Bones. Perfect. I, I I actually am unironically like I I'm gonna give Skull and Bones a chance because I I really liked Sea of Thieves until it hit me that that game has like zero progression. It's like all cosmetic, mm. and I was like, man, I would actually love for there to be a point to this other than just like you know sailing. But like the sailing aspects and even the the like pirate combat aspects were fun, and so I I do want to give I do want to give Skull and Bones a fair shake. It, it deserves it. This game I didn't think this game was ever gonna come out. So yeah. now that it is, I guess I'll give it a go. That's the yeah, thing. Looks... Go ahead, Jude. Go ahead. No, go ahead. How dare you be kind and considerate to me? Um, no, I was going to say, yeah, for me, I remember because I did the Ubisoft coverage uh, that E3 where it was revealed um, and did like some interviews and things. And it was like, whoa, this big new game and everyone loved Black Flag. We're going to talk about the pirate game. And then it was just, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. been five, six years, basically. And so I'm with you. I don't think that the gameplay uh, showcase whelmed me. I don't think I was like blown away. I wasn't totally disappointed. I think there's some potential there, but it's something that I'm not going to know until I play a few rounds of it. So I very much, I want to give it its chance too, just because like you said, man, there's been people working on that for five years that we've known about yeah. it, let alone all the work that happened pre-reveal. So, uh, but Jada, what were you going to say? I was literally going to say the exact same thing I'm that I, I did cover. No, you're good. I literally she was also say how did. Whelmed she was. <laughs> I was. I was going to say no. I also did coverage for it at E3, not for IGN, but I did coverage for another site that same year, and I got to play it. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm really enjoying the the ship. The naval combat is pretty cool. And then we just got nothing. So I'm just going to mm. leave it at that and save us some time because you kind of already <laughs> did it, and that's fine. Ah, well, uh, I guess other than that one, I'll throw to you first then, uh, Jada, any particular excitement, especially um, knowing your RPG lineage and everything, any particular mm-hmm. excitement for either Valkyrie Elysium or Diafield Chronicle? Or you, you know, probably skip those. You know, the uh, the Valkyrie Elysium, the newest trailer, actually got me a lot more interested in that first trailer. The first reveal trailer I felt like was did not do enough to really showcase what Valkyrie games are about, the Valkyrie games are about. And I feel like the newest one kind of helped with that. So I'm a little bit more excited for that one. But uh, also, we got a lot of stuff over the... And I don't know if we talked about it in the previous episodes I wasn't on. Um, we got a lot of stuff on Star Ocean. Star Ocean is also dropping in October, I believe. Yes, yeah. Um, and so I'm. that's my big one. You know, I talked about that uh, that live state of play when it got revealed. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Star Ocean. The Divine Force, I believe is what it's called. There, there's so many weird names with Star Ocean. Um, it's hard <laughs> to keep track of them. But 
uh, I, yeah, I'm excited for both of those and getting to play Valkyrie profile uh, Leneth again is going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited to re-dive back into that one. I'm really hoping that one does come to the Classics Library for PS Premium. Yeah. What What's Same. the one being shown on screen right now? Elysium. This is uh, the Valkyrie Profile uh, Elysium. The game looks pretty sick, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is the newest trailer, and like this is what they should have shown the first time instead of that whatever trailer they showed the first time. I agree with you. That first trailer, I didn't know anything about the Valkyrie series, and that first trailer, like, it seemed rough. I like the problem with that trailer was it's it. You know, and, and granted, that is just the nature of development. Things are always changing, and and the polish of it is is the stuff that comes toward the end. But it was the way it was just presented felt like, oh, this game should be a year or two off, not six months or whatever it was at that time, or even you know, mm. maybe even a little. But it felt like it would be a next year game, not this year. But this trailer gave me a lot more confidence in the state of it, the look of it, the feel of it, the gameplay. I was yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by this, and not knowing the series, I feel like I should probably play Leneth, but this seemed much cooler than i i was expecting um, i think if you're you know if you're okay with going back to like those older kind of battle systems then go ahead and you know try lineth if not it might be better just to start here because this yeah. is going to be this is the battle system is very different from lineth um i think the closest game i could think of that's similar to valkyrie profile lineth that's come out recently was like indivisible um which was oh, okay. a 505 published game if i remember right um yeah um but yeah that one was a lot of fun it had a a similar-esque battle system it's not the exact same but it's similar cool yeah i uh i i was much more hyped about this one this suddenly became a like oh uh end of september a little more exciting for me especially because i have learned i like strategy rpgs as well so i'm gonna dip into dia field a little bit but i also don't know how complex that one is gonna get so we'll see um but yeah september or uh september is busy for square and square just has a busy fall in general even without forspoken coming up so we'll, we'll see how it all goes um but with that all said we're running so i realize we're running a little short on time but we did have sort of a discussion in mind are y'all cool if we perhaps table that but i put it out to the audience to maybe get some of their feedback and then we can discuss it together works for me no our uh, mark flip a coin uh, jonathan live on, on there have, flip a coin to work no 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 it's fine it's fine <laughs> why would i have i'm joking metal currency jonathan, i don't use coins jonathan anymore. we're in san francisco <laughs> don't doesn't your laundry machine do you require coins i have in apartment laundry and i pay the you, extra Mr. rent fancy for pants. it don't you worry Mr. i'm paying fancy for pants. it <laughs> I remember when I lived in the Bay Area, I had an in-unit washer and dryer, and I felt like a rock star. I was, it's I, the only thing my doesn't come with. I have mm. I have happily paid a premium both here and in New York for having in-unit laundry because of how much of a life difference it makes. Because laundry is, without a doubt, the task I hate the least, like the chore thing I can't stand the most. Um, or I hate the most. You, not, I was like, wait, I, you I, I hate, hate it the least. least. I love Jonathan's doing laundry. I tell you, the lo- local if I'm not laundry near a washing machine, that, that is a slip. That I don't know what that says about my 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 thought process of things. Uh, but Jonathan's no, I, at the local laundromat. Like, here, go ahead, go grab some lunch. I'll take care of this my for exciting you. Day, yeah, I do it for the people. <laughs> Just out the of benevolence. Can go to hell. But you know what? Give me a good Saturday of laundry and I'm in. And I'm set. Uh, no, I actually don't mind dishes. But yeah, laundry, for whatever reason, the process of it folding and, and hanging and all of that just drives me nuts. But so having the idea that I'd have to do it outside my apartment, that I can't do it like while mm-hmm. watching a TV show here, or that I'd have to walk somewhere to do it, I know is a, is, uh, it's a very like privileged opportunity and is not common in either of these cities. 
and I like I have paid the rent for that as a result. Absolutely. Um, I, I lived in in like a hundred unit like apartment complex, and I think I was one of two that had a washer and dryer. Oh, and yeah, we had, we had to pay a premium for it. Yeah, uh, we, it, we, we paid. It, everybody on this podcast, everybody listening to this podcast right now, thinks we're a bunch of suckers, <laughs> <laughs> and it's because we are. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you're in America and you're not living in a big city, chances are you do have laundry in your home, and so it is. I, it is I, I'm in California, but I'm not in a big city, and that would be very strange to not have. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first place I've lived at where I haven't had it in home, so it was a very big change for the last couple years versus the first mm. 20, 30 years of my life. So yeah, growing up on Long Island and having a laundry room now feels like such a foreign concept to me that the idea that there was a room dedicated to the laundry. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that said, we definitely don't have time to have any sort of PlayStation-related discussion. But we did have time for a tangent <laughs> for laundry. about laundry. Um, I mean, there's always time for laundry, apparently according to my brain, because I seemingly love it. Um, yep. But no, the, the thing that we do want to talk about, and we, we get a, a somewhat steady supply of these into the beyond.ign.com email, uh, which you can also write into if you would like to as well. But we get it since a, a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago now, when we talked about PlayStation's plans for getting another 18 million PS5s out there in the next fiscal year of talking about the realistic nature of the shortage, that there are people consistently who can't find them, uh, who are having trouble still finding them, who luckily do, you know, we get either sort of stories, which we've read on the show of people, you know, stumbling upon one or having a friend who helped them out or having a connection Mm -hmm. at a store, but other people who continue to struggle and who continue to not be able to find them and don't want to pay scalpers prices, don't want to deal with that. So my question is for people out there, I think a mixture of one, have you faced these difficulties, but two, knowing that this is a thing that is affecting PlayStation is and is going to seemingly affect them for the long term, because even though they're planning another 18 million in the next year, they still are like, we're not going to meet demand. We're not going to be able to get as many as we want to out there because of the supply chain, because of parts issues, because of all just the nature of the world right now. Um, knowing that that's in mind, do you think that's going to change the course of this generation in terms of its longevity and its timing i think we've become so accustomed to generations that spanned you know five to eight years somewhere comfortably in their last generation the ps4 i think was end of 2013 to the end of 2020 before a new console came out so that was a a seven year sort of gap um do we think this generation will go longer as a result do you think they will kind of scrap the generation and focus on new innovations to push past the ps5 uh whether that's you know mid-cycle launches do you think we'll get to a mid-cycle launch of an upgraded ps5 pro sooner or later um i'm I'm curious what people think the nature of this generation is going to be as a result of the supply shortage and the fact that people just can't get the new systems and also what that means for you know like cross-gen games and and console exclusive games and we've we've seen that struggle over the last couple years but what does that mean what do you think it means going forward? So I'd, I'd love to hear from people about that. Uh, obviously, feel free to leave those in the comments, but if you have sort of longer thoughts or you want to write in, make sure we see it for sure. Please write in to beyond at IGN.com with those those comments and thoughts on that topic, and we'd love to talk about it in the coming week. Um, with that said, let's move on to another thing you can write in to beyond at IGN.com for, and that's memory card. Uh, every week, of course, we talk about the stories you send in about your PlayStation gaming life, whether they're wacky, weird, sad, happy, whatever, uh, and we read them on the show each week. This memory card this week comes from Yancey. Uh, Yancey wrote in to beyond.igm.com like you can and said, hey guys, I have a memory card story for you that actually involves a memory card. I always appreciate when they do and are very on brand. Uh, back during my time with the PS2, I remember playing either Jack and Dexter 2 or 3, I can't remember which one exactly, 
And at the time, these games were very much like GTA in that you are an open world-ish city and can cause a disturbance that will have guards coming after you. I also remember the guards were very sensitive to the smallest thing, like breaking a pot too close to them or even just bumping into any of them or the NPCs could get them coming after you. This also puts the game into an alarm state and you can't start any mission until things cool down. Anyway, one particular PlayStation, I had somehow set off the guards and I hopped on my hoverboard to get away and went into a different section of the city. Now, normally when you're in an alarm state, if you enter into a different section uh, where the game has to actually load or render a different portion, the alarm state goes away. However, this particular time, I entered the other section while on my hoverboard. After the other area loaded, I noticed the alarm state hadn't gone away. I hopped off the board and tried to start a mission, but it wouldn't let me. I went back out to the main city and the alarm state was still active, and no matter what I did, I could not get it to stop, which means I could not start any missions, leave the city, or progress the story in any way, shape, or form. I tried reloading save, but because of auto-saving, I was truly stuck. I had not yet learned about saving in multiple slots so that I could go back before I had set off the alarm. Uh, this was also back before the time of consoles being always connected and games being updated regularly, so I scoured the internet but could not find anyone who had encountered the same thing. So I thought, let's email Naughty Dog. Maybe they know what to do. I wasn't sure they would even get a reply, but after emailing them about my situation, I did indeed hear back and was told that I had actually found a bug in the game. They told me to copy my save onto another memory card and mail it to them. They would fix it and send it back. I couldn't believe it. So I did just that, and after about a week or two, I was able to continue on. I've been a fan of Naughty Dog ever since. Thanks so much for the show. I enjoy listening every week. Keep doing what you're doing and beyond. And uh, just shout out to Naughty Dog for taking care of someone safe like that. What That's a that crazy. person That person was a young Neil Druckmann. <laughs> Look at him now. <laughs> it's it's it like the story of Awada, how he uh, produced Gold and Silver to be able to get Kanto in there. It's like, oh yeah, Neil used to fix games for people just on the side, <laughs> is, is how mm -hmm. he worked back in the day. There was a situation like that with uh, Metroid Other M as well, right? Where it's like you had to like send in your like SD card to like get it fixed. That was like a I known. Think that like, became a yeah. It became like more widespread, but it's like it's kind of sounds like it was. That's insane to think about. I I would never have the patience for that. I would just <laughs> take a bat to my console. But good on you for taking the time to send in your thing. No, it's done. Mark is actually I'm... Mark is actually the person you see all those YouTube videos about. They have like there's like a hundred different YouTubers that do it, yep. but Mark is actually the person doing the videos when they like buzz saw their PS4s in half, yep. like their Spider Man special edition one, or you know, that's Mark. That's Mark, Mark just does it for no reason too. It's not yeah. even for he does it for no reason and then just sends the videos to other people and's like, hey, I destroyed this. Here's a video. Go ahead and say it's you. Um yeah. that, that's Mark. I'm on my I'm on my 17th PS5. That's not even possible. That's why the shortages <laughs> happen, is because Mark keeps buying them and destroying them. <laughs> I just keep absolutely destroying them. Yeah. My console is garbage though, and I'll talk about it more on the shortage thing, but I'm about to take a baseball bat to my PS5, so we'll see. Probably don't do that. You keep mentioning this <laughs> bat. Don't do help. that to your system. It's, it's not gonna it's, help. It's asking for it though. No, it's not. It, it doesn't ask for anything. I it's missed asked. that update. I missed that controller update. <laughs> it's like remind me in 24 hours to take a bat to it. Not every PS5, that update. just mine specifically is there it is. It's right there on camera. And look at it. It's just like I'm garbage and I want you to destroy me. There's an actual reason why I'm saying that. My PS5 actually is garbage and it's it's pissing me off so i'm ready for a new one but you can't find them two years later you can't find one i just really oh like goodness. the idea that you turn it on and it's just like hit me 
hit me just slowly and cries as it does that in a in a, in a way it's saying that uh-huh i'm, telling you. I'm sure that's it's, how that works. it's just just for context for this episode it's got that rest mode bug thing right. that others yeah. have had and it's just it's two years of this dude where oh, I, you're talking I hit... about every time it closes you put it in rest mode and you load it back up it's like it it shut it down says it was turned off wrong it does it i all just the time. literally turn I, I can do yeah I yeah that's what do i do not now use rest mode anymore i yep. just turn it off yep. yeah because i was because tired of like... having to reformat my hard drive every time i booted it up so i just literally do go off and on and honestly the the boot time difference isn't anything i just like i don't i forget about it sometimes and so here's here's what happens i'm sorry dornbush but here's what happens i've turned off the rest mode function right like Mm -hmm. i i've made it where it doesn't do that so what'll happen is i'll wake up in the morning and i've noticed that my ps5's just been on all night and i'm like great because it doesn't auto go into rest mode or because if it does, it'll it'll bug out, right? And so, or I'll just forget and I'll I'll push the button, which then puts it in arrest mode. And so, like just this morning, I hit the the button on my controller and it just does nothing. And I'm like, you piece of garbage console. And I I, I hit it on the PlayStation, and sure enough, yep, it's like, oh, you turned me off wrong. And I'm like, I I I'm about to turn you off wrong with, <laughs> with a, a baseball off. bat. I'll throw you in a bathtub and yeah and just I, let the console slowly wither the the hatred you have for this inanimate slowly, object is just slowly watch it wild. sink. <laughs> just, um, just, oh just give goodness. it a salute as it goes underwater it did give me some good times i owe it that but still well uh <laughs> mark's feud with his console which i think is very one-sided at this point i don't think the console uh can feel this hatred towards you as much as you want it to but uh incorrect we'll, we'll talk about that more perhaps in a future episode uh but I, I i feel like you two need to go to couples therapy at this point probably um you know i i did something i'll do i'll make the story really quick i did something very similar with my ps3 back in the day i had the 60 i have the 60 gig original backwards compatible had it for like since launch had it for like i don't know four or five years all of a sudden just i got the little orange light or yellow light whatever mm-hmm. made it stop working i had a backup slim so i started playing that the ps3 slim and i just left it plugged in staring at the other one and i was like you made me do this you made (laughs) me you're gonna watch this and like and like i did this for probably about i don't know three four months then i like cleaned it out with some air turned it back on and she was like let's try the let's try it and see if it's if it's working now and it worked just fine so it got jealous and it i haven't had an issue with it since like it just kind of fixed itself i don't know what what happened but haven't had an issue with it since so well but, i think when, we when have a topic your, your, your consoles mark just get another <laughs> ps5 and put it in front of it and play it Make and your stare. other one will start no playing. i'm gonna get a new ps5 and i'm gonna office space that one we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna film an episode of it we're gonna <laughs> on beyond just live <laughs> yep the yep, ways we punish our consoles look forward yeah. to that <laughs> one for a future episode of beyond um well hopefully everyone out there who has their ps5s is enjoying them Actually and is not having <laughs> yeah does not have a blood feud against them uh and is gonna like sacrifice them in some arcane ritual uh but however you're feeling about your playstation 5 or 4 or pro or vita 
or VR or whatever it may be. Uh, if you have questions or comments about anything we talked about this week or just about PlayStation in general, please uh, send them into beyond at IGN.com. Uh, I know we've mentioned for memory cards and some of the topics today, but if you have any other thoughts you want to hear discussed on the show, if you have big PlayStation related questions, please send them in. Uh, we'd love to have some more to be able to pull from in the, in the coming weeks. But uh, in the meantime, other than that, uh, thank you to everyone who's been sending in memory cards. Please still send them in. Uh, but we have some other great ones to read in the coming weeks, but, but always love to hear from you all about these very personal moments that you're willing to share. So thank you for those. Uh, but of course, if you're enjoying the show as well, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but uh, please, you know, like, subscribe, hit the thumbs or the stars, all the good things that let people know that you're enjoying the show. Please do so on whatever your platform of choice is. Uh, and before we go, uh, speaking of other platforms and the work we all do, we're of course all on IGN.com and all the work that we do, you can see there and across all of our social platforms. Uh, before we wrap up, Jada, anything that you want to plug that you've been working on when it comes to the IGN community? Yeah, so uh, got a new uh, photo mode article going live. We had one go live I think a month ago, a uh, little bit of delay with all the the craziness of summer gaming, but uh, we've got our next one going up. It's going to be photo mode is basically come to the IGN comment section, submit your best photo based on the theme that we've selected, and we'll be uh, highlighting all of the user ones in a slideshow in the future one. So our newest theme is going to be flame on in the theme of summer. So send us your fire most fiery, passionate screenshots. Um, more fire the better. Um, and we'll get a chance in getting highlighted in the next one. We'll be highlighting all of our users' photos from our previous one, which theme was Heroes, in this article. So check that out. That should be live by the time the podcast goes live. Awesome. Uh, and Mark, I know you'll have stuff to talk about in future weeks, uh, but for now. Yeah. I'm doing, uh, you know, everyone knows I do Devs React to speedruns. We have a really big PlayStation first party centric episode coming up soon so be excited for that that one's recorded and done and it was super fun but uh it'll go live sometime in july and then we have a bunch of other ones like i mentioned we have inscription and salt and sacrifice and and a few others um so yeah look forward to that those go live on saturday Yay. yeah and uh, on top of that, if you're, if you're looking for other PlayStation-related coverage as well, uh, please encourage you to check out our Art of the Level series. I know I've plugged it before, uh, but I have another PlayStation-related one coming up this week that I won't spoil, but uh, a recent PlayStation game, uh, perhaps in the last couple of years. Uh, go check out that one. It's going to launch uh, either Friday or Saturday. Really excited about that one. We have some wonderful dev interviews as part of it. Uh, and our most recent one was from a, a freelance uh, written and interviewed piece that went over really well uh, related to Psychonauts 2. So if you enjoyed that one as well, you can check that out. As well as the whole series of it, they're all on IGN.com, youtube.com slash IGN Games, where if you're watching this on YouTube, same channel. So just go check out that playlist. Uh, but yeah, a lot of hard work goes into those from a lot of people. Uh, so please check them out when you can. But other than that, uh, that is going to wrap us up for this week's episode of Beyond. Thank you, Mark and Jada, for joining me. You can find all three of us on Twitter. I'm at JM Dornbush. Mark is at Mark underscore Medina. And Jada is at Jada underscore Rena. Thank you to Red, our producer, for making this show happen as always. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're staying safe. And as always, Beyond. 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 Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of the Go Kid Go Network. Do your kids love wacky worlds, superheroes, and inventing? Of course they do. That's why our shows Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow are set in Pflugerville, the nonstop fun and adventure universe where imagination, creativity, STEM, and positive role models abound. 
Join the Pflugerville fun by searching for Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.